Luke 14, verse 25. Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father, his mother, his wife, children, brothers, and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intended to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? least after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who come against him with 20,000, or else while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, especially on a stake. Oh, that's not in there. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? One thing about some chicken I bought, that chicken sure looked good. And we got it home. Sister Jay and I ate that chicken. I said, I ain't eating no more of this stuff. Man, it's seasoned well. <laughs> it is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill. But men threw it out, throw it out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, let's go back to verse 25 and verse 26. Elder, be waiting for me in Matthew 22, verse 34 through 40. After we go over that, then we're going to hit some new areas. And so, this great multitude went with him. They was following him. And so the Lord was trying to make a separation. There has to be a commitment in following the Lord. When you just follow someone, you can decide if you're going to turn left when they turn left or turn right when they turn right. You determine how much distance you're going to have when you're following someone. And so the Lord turned to the multitudes. There was multitudes. And that word is plural. So there was more than one group of people following him. He said, if anyone comes to me, if anyone desire to be my companion, they want to accompany me and does not hate his father. Now, if we use the Webster Dictionary, we understand that that's not the correct meaning. Now I'm hearing that they're changing some of the, the dictionary and putting some of these woke definitions in there. 
This is the reason why you need to go back to the Greek. Well, man just want to change everything. So that word hate, we understand through the Greek means that love, it means love less. It doesn't mean that you don't love them, but you love them less. Now watch this here. If anyone comes to me and does not love less his father, love less his mother, love less his wife, love less his children, love less his brothers, love less his sisters, and yes, and love less even his own life, he cannot be my disciples. Now, first UPC didn't say that. UPCI didn't say that. The word of the Lord says that. So everyone that's a disciple is a follower, but not every follower is a disciple. And so we said a disciple is really a, a pupil, a, a student. Uh, it's a learner. And this learner, he follows the teaching of someone else. Notice the word, he follows, whether you agree with it or not. Because if you're going to follow their teaching, you're going to be a disciple of them, then there has to be a relationship from the student to the teacher. And there has to be a trust factor. We understand, you know, I mean, look, look at what happened to Sister Hannah. They, they trust her so much, she got promoted to AP. Now she's trying to tell us what to do. <laughs> Man, she always get gifts at Christmas time, but since she's AP, she sent us a picture, one enough room on the thing to cover everything they gave. They love her. There's a trust there. And whatever instructions she give these parents concerning their kids, they don't question that. Matter of fact, they tell her, thank you. And some of the things she have to tell them is very difficult. But she loved those students enough that she wants the best for them. And she's going to tell them not what they want to hear, but what they need to hear and what they need to do. It's the same way. When we are a disciple of, of the Lord, we're going to follow God's teaching whether we agree with it or not. And, and here's the thing. If you're going to be a disciple, there cannot be a breach in your relationship. You cannot love something else more than you love God. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be material. It can be a person. It can be a place. It can be a thing. It does not matter. If you love something more than you love God, then you cannot be his disciple. And here's the thing. The enemy knows what you love more than you love God. And he will take, we're going to see it in the scriptures today. He'll take that very thing that, that you have made your God. 
because you love him more than God, and he will manipulate that thing in order to pull you out or entice you to walk out of the hands of God Almighty. And the enemy is wise in manipulating things. Now, we as humans, God has given us knowledge. He's also given us dominion. You go back to Genesis. So being a dog handler and then, you know, being an instructor, all we did was manipulate the prey kill of the animal. It's natural for the animal to want to chase and, and, to, and to bite and, and to kill until that animal stopped moving. And all we did was manipulate it to our advantage. And this is what the enemy would do. Our number one thing, we must love God more than anything. If I love God and there's no breach in my relationship and I love God the way I should, then I know how to love my wife the way I should and my children the way I should. And so I, I cannot love Sister Jackson more than I love God. I got to love God more than I love Sister Jackson. And if I do that, then God's going to make sure that I love her the way I'm supposed to. So here he's saying, if you don't love them less, you cannot be my disciple. Then we're not going to get there today. In order for God to entrust us with some things, he's got to know where our love is at. We won't get there tonight. So let's go and let's look at this in Matthew, what's it, 22 in verse 34. Matthew 22 in verse 34. Now, I know you heard this, but you, you need to hear it again. And then we're going to progress. We're going to move forward from here. Matthew 22 and verse 34. Okay, Elder, whenever you're ready. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Now, now watch this here. So when the Pharisees, and, and that was a strict religious set during Jesus' time. And unbeknown to them, they, they had a lot of pride. They was condescending. They was arrogant because they pride themselves, and there's nothing wrong with being happy that they, they lived the law to the dotting of the I and the crossing of the T. Well, when they heard that the Sadducees were silenced by him, Sadducees, they, was, they believed along the same line as the Pharisees. The only thing that separated them was that they didn't believe in the resurrection. Other than that, I think they believed everything else, and they was thinking, wow, Jesus silenced them? We're going to see what he's going to do with us. So they gathered together, and they got a little plan, and they was trying to trap Jesus in the word. They can't trap him in the word. He was the word. <laughs> so look at the next scripture. Watch this here. They gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question 
testing him and saying. Now, now watch this here. So we talked about it's not a lawyer, again, like Brother Josh going to be a lawyer. I mean, when you, when you finish, you're going to be my friend. Keep me out of jail. <laughs> keep me out of jail. You can let your parents go to jail, but you can keep me out. I'm just not picking. I'm just picking. <laughs> but this word, lawyer, is them that knew the law. So this guy that knew the law was trying to stump him with a question. So ask him a question, testing him, trying him, trying to prove him, and saying, what did he say, elder? Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Okay, let's hold it right there. So he said, what is the great commandment? I love the way the Lord answered this. He made it very plain. He let him know what is the great commandment. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God. You, he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with your thoughts, with your feelings, with all your soul. And that soul Man became a living soul because of the breath that God breathed in the nostril of man. In other words, with the very breath that you breathe, you got to love God with the air that God gives you to breathe. He said, with your breath and with your intellect, not only your soul, but your mind, your deep thoughts, your imagination. Your understanding. He said, hey, this, uh, look at verse 38. Watch this here. This is the first and great commandment. So this is the first and the great commandment. This is number one in order. You ought to love the Lord your God with your heart, with your soul, with your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And notice, he asked. Now, watch this next scripture. And the second is like it. Now, now notice what he said. And the second is like it. That second is not equal to the first. And you can't do the second one until you have obeyed the first one. But he said the second one is like it. Watch this here. You should love your neighbor as yourself. Ah, so the neighbor in the Greek is someone in close proximity to you. So it's second in order. The first in order, you got to love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And so you got to love less your neighbor, which is somebody in close proximity to you, like your father. Like your mother, like your wife, I feel the Holy Ghost, like your children, like your brothers, like your sisters, and like your own life. That is the second commandment. You got to love those in close proximity to you like you love yourself. Even yourself, you got to love less than the first commandment, and that is God Almighty. 
Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. There cannot be a breach in our relationship with God where God is trying to take us as a body and the gifting that God wants to place on the inside of us. We got to make sure that this house is in order and our love is in the right place and that we prioritize what we love. God must be first. That's not what the world tells us. We're going to read a set of scripture, and, and I, I know it's, it's, it's going to ruffle some little feathers in here. Um, what did I say to verse 40? Yeah, yeah verse read verse 40. 40. What's in verse 40? Is that in the well, Bible? No, go ahead, read. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. On these two commandments hang how many of the law? Oh. And the what? So, he said, if, if you don't get the first one, you can't get the second one. And you can do your best to live the rest of them, but you're not going to be able to do it because in order to fulfill the other commandments in the word of God, you got to make sure the first two are done. So, watch this here. Let's go to Luke chapter 12. You all know this story here, but we, we, we need to go there. Luke 12. This is what I had down, and I was just going to just leave it out. Um, but the Lord said, nope, you need to talk here tonight. As a matter of fact, we, we really won't get away from this passage of Scripture. We're doing really good on time. It is it's just 8 o'clock, so we're doing pretty good. I'm going to begin at verse 13. Elder, I'll let you know what set of scriptures we'll be going to next. Then one, watch this here, from the crowd, from the what? From, from, so there's a crowd there. They're following him. There's one from the crowd, and he said to him, teacher, Tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Now, now here, this individual is following the Lord in the crowd, has the ear of God Almighty. And, and he could have asked him anything, or he could have been like Mary when she was at Martha's house and just sat there and heard the teaching of the Lord. When he asked him, Lord, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. The Lord told me that some people, they just treat him like a genie. We'll love you, Lord, as long as you do what we ask you to do to benefit us. The Lord says something you only rub on him and love on him when you have a need. You want God to move on your behalf. The Lord was upset that this man asked him this 
type of question. And he spends several scriptures really tearing into this man being in his presence. Really, the Lord said, this is what you think about me? This is how you view me? This is how some people, if they're not taught to fall in love with God, this is how they view their relationship with God. And when God don't do it and God don't move in their time, then they have a problem with God and they don't want to live for God anymore. So he asked this question. Oh, man, look how the Lord answered this question. But he said to him, man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? Is this is how you view me? You just want me to pronounce judgment on your brother? You want me to, to make a final decision to make him give you the inheritance so you can just build up wealth for yourself? This is how you view me. This is how you see me. Who made me a judge and an arbitrator over you? The Lord was offended by that question. Friend, if the only time that you call on the name of the Lord when you want to try to manipulate God to do something for you, then your love is in the wrong place. We don't have a church like that. We're not going to teach you anything like that. Now watch. When he said this, the Lord just began to teach. And he said to them, he said to the crowd, using this man as an example, using this as a teaching moment, he said, take heed, be aware, pay attention, a covetousness. Now listen to this. Covetousness is, in the commandments in, the, in Exodus, said, thou shalt not covet. When you see something that somebody else has, say, yeah, and you want it, because maybe you think it's going to affirm you, or it's, it's going to make you feel good about yourself. He said, beware of covetousness. This word is a little bit stronger in the New Testament. He said, beware of being greedy. Beware of accumulating wealth and hoarding it. He said, beware of, of wanting more than somebody else have. Woo, you don't hear that talk in the house of the living God. And listen, I don't believe in this poverty stuff. But here he said, beware of covetousness. Now, he didn't stop there. Whew. He said, for one's life. Somebody said, my life. My life. Now, this word life here. And he's talking about not only life, but living life to the fullness. You cannot have life. You cannot exist unless God breathed breath into your body 
and give you the ability to respond to that breath. God is the giver of life. And when God allowed you to breathe and to exist, then you submit to the word of God. Then you know how to live life to the fullest. He said, one's life, your existence does not consist, oh my goodness, in the abundance of the things which he possessed. What are you talking about, Lord? So, the world tells us, the more we have, the more quality of life we can have. Wait till we read the rest of this story. What he's saying here, Brother Tolliver, your money don't allow you to breathe. Your life don't consist in the abundance of the things that you have. Your wealth don't give you life. Your material things don't give you life. Your education don't give you life. That doesn't give you the ability to breathe. It is only God Almighty that gives you the ability to breathe. Somebody better hear me in the Holy Ghost. When God showed me, I don't know how many times I taught him this. He said, no, no, you got to listen. He said, look, son, look what I'm trying to tell you. What you have doesn't give you the ability to exist. You say, you go, Bishop, you, you are stretching it. Uh, well, let's see how I'm stretching the word. Watch this here. So we're going to go a little bit farther here. And so he didn't stop there. So he began to explain the statement in verse 15. Then he spoke a parable to them saying, now notice this here. Parable is an earthly analogy or earthly story that, that he knows the audience is familiar with. He used something that they know and he, he used it to bring about a spiritual principle. So watch this here. Oh, my goodness. So he spoke the parable to them saying, the ground of a certain rich man yield plentiful. And he thought within himself, watch this here. He didn't speak it out loud. God sees our thoughts. God hear every thought that we think. That's why when a bad thought come in your mind, you got to cast it down, friend. Don't let it stay there. Don't let it dwell there. You cast it down. He thought within himself. He probably was speaking to somebody in the crowd. He thought within himself, and I'm trying to figure out what scripture I was at. See, all y'all don't know where, all you that know where I'm at, you're ready to go home. <laughs> and he thought within himself saying, what, watch this here, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will build, I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and all my goods. Now watch this here in verse 19. 
And I will say to my soul, I will say to my five senses that governs me, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Because I have accumulated all of this, and because I trust in all of this, I have it laid up, and all this going to give me life for many years. The car you drive is not going to give you life. The money in your bank account is not going to give you life. You better hear me. The house you stay in is not going to give you life. And all that you accumulated is not going to give you life. I'm talking to somebody here in the Holy Ghost. Because when God asks you for it, you don't want to let it go because it's your security. When I got there today, God said, I'm going to talk to somebody, whether they're here or whether they're by live stream. You better hear me in the Holy Ghost. Whatever you have, your life does not consist in the abundance of the things which you possess. Every day that I open my eyes, it's because of God. Every day that I'm able to breathe, it's because of God. Every day I'm able to pick one foot up and put it down. It's because of God. It ain't because of my bank account. But the world has lied to us. And we got some people sitting here tonight. I made my live stream and you pursue these things. Some of you got to the place. You don't want bitch to talk about tithes. You don't want bitch to talk about offering. You don't want bitch to talk about Thanksgiving offering. And you sure don't want God to reveal it to me. Why? He don't need to reveal it to me, friend, because you found your security there. But in a minute, God can just snuff your life. This is why we're not going to finish because God, as he spoke to the gifts, is still extending mercy to somebody. Let me see if we can go a little bit farther. Watch this here. When, 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 I mean, when he said this, this guy just thought he had light. Everything he had is bringing him life. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? Oh, my God. So is he who lays up treasures for himself. You know what he's saying? There's going to be a time when you're not expecting it. And God's going to say, your time is up. And see what that accumulation is going to do. It's not, oh, man, we're going to get to it. He's going to take his time in answering this question. Now, I'm not saying we need to be foolish with what we have. But, friend, if you, if you love God the way you're supposed to, then you know it's not yours. You know it belongs to God. But we got some people in here, and God, and some of the people God wants to bless you with more, but you won't turn loose of what you already have as God requires. 
Because damn, hey, I, 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 I got all this. I, I got this. I got this in the bank. I got this there. I got this. I, I, I'm God. And so, man, anything happened to me, I get sick and stuff. I, I got enough to, oh, friend, if God doesn't give the life, if God doesn't heal, it's not going to happen. Your wealth and accumulation does not add to your life. The enemy is a liar. You heard Minister Jackson teaching, uh, teaching, preaching, testifying. He said it. When you're faithful to God, God may just give you something that, that you need. And then you have no debt on it. When you're faithful to God, you may be like Elder Ford back there laying in the bed and say, uh-uh, devil. The man of God prayed for me. And so I'm not going to accept this. Come on, friend. Well, you don't have the money to pay the doctor. The Lord can heal your body. All right, we're going to go a little farther. We, we got to finish tonight. He says, so as he will lay up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Wait a minute. He's, he's not rich towards God. So what, what does it mean to be rich towards God? Elder, go to um, Mark 10. Then we're going to come back here. Mark chapter 10. And guess what? When God showed me that, he said that, that, that life, those things don't give life. You know what's great, Brother Flores? I didn't have to pick up one of them. Anyway, I don't want to go there. It's your fault. <laughs> Elder, you're messing with me. Now, let, let's go here. I, I, let's pick it up in verse 20. Now, watch this here. So what does it mean to have treasures in heaven? Watch this here. Mark 10, <clears throat> verse 20. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and asked. Okay, now watch this here. We talk about the word love. The word love means he loved him in a uh, social in moral sense, in a social sense, he loved him enough to say, hey, I want you to be my companion. I want you to accomplish me. But I love you enough that I want you to be right in the sight of God. So he looked at him, loving him, and what happened, Elder? And said to him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, give to the poor. Now watch this here. And the things that he wanted him to sell, it was the things that he was trusting in more than he was trusting in God. Nothing wrong with being wealthy. Nothing wrong with having a lot. But you just can't let those things be your God. So he told him, go and sell what you have. And then he said, what? And you will have. Oh, let's, let's back up. Go, go and sell what you have. A gift to the poor. And so and he's saying give to the poor. In other words, uh, be a compassionate giver. Then watch this here. You, you are. 
And you will have treasure in heaven. And you'll have treasures where? In heaven. And so you'll have treasures. Treasures is, is something of value. You, you'll have a spiritual deposit of wealth in heaven, in the expansion above the earth. In other words, in the spiritual realm, you will have some type of influence. Watch this here. And come, take up the cross and follow me. Oh, he's saying, come, take and follow me. Watch this here. But he was sad at this word. He was sad at the word. That word, word there is logos. He was sad at the saying, at the teaching, at the commandment of God. God said, I don't want you just to be a follower. I want you to be a disciple. Follow my teaching even when you don't agree with it. But he was sad at that word. And look what happened. And went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Oh, man. So he had great possession, and he, and he just couldn't divorce himself from it. But he would have had treasures in heaven. What treasures? Your treasures when you obey God. And when you obey God, you have influence with the Lord. But he didn't obey the word. Had no influence. Brother Jackson, you had influence. Just like the Flores up here on the front, they had influence. And they didn't have to speak to anybody. God spoke on their behalf. Man, let me just stay here just a little bit. We're going back to Luke 14. We got to finish up. It's, it, you know, I found out later, and I don't know all the details still, but it was some things that Sister Guerrero was praying about. I had no clue. And I can't take credit, neither, that God moved on me to give her that word. I ain't smart enough to do it. But somewhere God heard her cry. And she's been doing everything right. And so she got influenced. When she asked God for the answer, God moved through the man of God and gave her the answer. I want to know how many want to have treasures in heaven. For the Holy Ghost in here. Now stay with me. We're getting ready to land this plane. I ain't never tried to fly a plane in my life. Anyway, let's go back to Luke 12. Man, we would think, Luke 12, verse 21, we would think the Lord was done. You, you know how it is. Listen, I, I remember my dad told us something growing up. And we disobeyed. And he, he used it to his, he used to beat our backside. But you, you just want dad to tell you and just get it over with. He just, he just kept going. Kept, I, I, I never been like that. <laughs> it's her. <laughs> So Jesus, he didn't stop. He just kept going. So we're going to keep going. He was driving this point home. So look at verse 22. 
Now, watch this here. Then he said to his disciples, oh, my goodness. He said to those that follow his teaching. He said, I'm going to teach you something here. Therefore, if you are a disciple, I say to you, do not worry about your life, your existence, and to live your life to the fullest. What you will eat, nor about the body, and what you would put on. Listen, friend, I, I told you how we was there and what the Tolliver's done in, in the Flores. You know, and here I am trying to use this gift certificate somebody gave me, and, and God said, don't worry about it. Well, if I know that, I would order two steak. <laughs> and it blessed us. And it's hard for me to know how to take those type of things, but I'm learning. <laughs> so if you want me to get used to it, we can go to Jay's on Sunday. They, they close. <laughs> the only one going to be out is the big man. <laughs> anyway, um, he said, if, we, if we're following, listen, if we're following the teachings of the Lord, we don't have to worry about what we shall eat. Nor about the body. Watch this here. What you will put on. Life is more than food. And the body is more than clothing. The, the Lord said, listen, disciples, check this out. Let me, let me brag on myself a little bit. He said, consider the ravens. Watch this here. They need a soul. They don't go around and plow up the ground and put something in the ground. Nor do they reap after they have sown it. In its harvest time, they don't go and gather it. Watch this here. Which neither have storehouses. He's still talking about it. Because covetousness, it says to, to, to store it up and to hoard it. Nothing wrong with being wealthy. But when God tells you to do something, he said they don't have a storehouse and they don't have a barn to accumulate some things. And, and who feeds them? I don't know. You know who feeds them? And he said, how much more value are you than the birds? Friend, as long as we follow the commandments of the Lord and love God more than anything, don't have to worry. You will eat. You will have clothes to put on. God will put a roof over your head. Some of you don't believe that. Some of you have a hard time with that. This is what I hear in my mind. You're trying to get my money, Bishop. That type of statement tell me that you love your wealth more than you love God. What I'm trying to do is allow God to be God in your life and teaching you the word of God. Am I in the word? Man, that, that's some bad stuff, isn't it? That's the stuff some people don't want to hear. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. He didn't stop there. And he said, and which of you, 
you talk to the crowd by worrying can add one cubit to a statue. That word cubit means one expansion of time to your life. You can't do it. You better hear me. The doctors can't do it if it's not the will of God. So he said, why are you sitting up and you're worrying? You're trying to figure out how you're going to extend your life. How you're going to have quality of life. And the Lord said, you cannot do it. So I know I ain't going nowhere until God says it's time for me to go. I don't care what the doctors tell me. Hopefully I don't get a bad report when I go see them in January. Why do they want me to come in January? We have Thanksgiving and Christmas, and some of you are messing me up with all the sweets you send into my house. 12 o'clock at night, Sister Jackson sneaking to the kitchen. You want some? She can eat whatever she wants. I eat it. It just hang on to me. I be saying, let go. I say, oh, I'm hanging on. So I told myself, Seth, Lord, you're going to have to help me because I'm going to eat. Anyway, watch this here. We, we, we're getting there. Not only did he say this, verse 26, if, if you then are not able to do the least to add time to your life, why are you anxious for the rest? He said, now look. He's not letting go of it. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, even Solomon, the wisest man in the world, the richest man in the world, in all of his glory was not arrayed or clothed like one of these. God and Solomon, in, in the beginning, he was in God's will. When God said, if you, you trust in me and you are my disciple and, and you put me first, I clothe you better than you can clothe your own self. But we don't believe that. That's not what we've been taught. Listen, friend, some people think I, I am, they, they just think, other pastors they hear, they, they think I am a I might as well say they think I'm a fool. 190,000 come in and not a penny and stay here. I'm not a fool. God is the one that gave it. And as I give, as God tells me to give, he keep pouring in. I wouldn't have it to give if God didn't. And listen, and you that sacrificed that game in, in, in this offering, I, I'm telling you, God is going to bless you because of your sacrificial giving. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. There will be people we're meeting in heaven that we have met down here because you gave. Boy, I'm finna get in trouble. Your people, I had somebody and I made a mistake. 
I, I remember a few years ago, I, I just, I don't, just what God is doing for the church. And I told some of my peers, and they go, oh, we had that much money. You can go and get a loan for this much. So why I want to get a loan for $3 million? And why do I want to build a bigger facility when we haven't filled this one up yet? I know we have two services, but we haven't filled it up. So, so my peers can say, ooh, look at that building. So then, then I'm building my kingdom, and it's not God's kingdom. And why should I put a burden on the back of the people to pay? Uh, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. A 20 and 30 and 40, listen to me, 50 and 60 and $70,000 a month. No, that's stupidity. I don't find that anywhere in the word of God. You reach him and God will provide the facility that needs to, man. Somehow we got to get back to believing the book. Got to stand on the word of God. We don't need Starbucks to get them in the house of the living God. We need the star. Boy, I, I need to get here finish. I'm finna get in trouble. Listen, I went to the mailbox the other day, and whoo, they're they gonna hate my guts. We used to give to everything, and you know, I never came to the church, and we didn't do any fundraisers or sell stuff in the church to give to all these departments. But God hasn't allowed me to give. I, I send the tithes to him, so your bishop give tithes too. Just Morales, make sure they get the ties. If don't, God's going to get her. <laughs> Handle your wife there, brother boy. I'm just picking. I give ties too. So I'm looking, and, and I had this thing to come in the mail. I said, who's sending me some mail? And uh, I held it up. One no money in there. So, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just picking a little. no. Think, what is this? And it was something from one of the ministries. Oh boy, I'm gonna get in trouble. In our district. Mind you, I ain't gave anything. When we used to give, we gave good. And I gave out of the administrative account. IRS said it has to be called an administrative account. Those people don't know nothing. And so they had a little gift for Jackson, and they had one for me. And I opened it up. It was a, I think it was a $5 gift card to Starbucks. Inflation, friend. It should have been at least 10 <laughs> So this is what they're saying. We want to entice you to give, and we're going to reward you for your giving. You show me that in the word of God. Oh, I'm finna get in trouble. And then when we have, when we publicize, oh boy, this church, this side gave this much, but this church over here, a small church is not able to give that much. We don't even put them there. When this is a competition in raising funds. Boy, I'm finna get in trouble. And so I, I won't have any part of it. And they can't say we don't give. 
We build churches in Nigeria. Churches are built in Paraguay, South America. We're blessing pastors in Venezuela. Churches are being blessed in Mexico. Tampa was blessed and being blessed. Somebody better hear me in the Holy Ghost. Formington is being blessed. Spring Branch is going to be blessed. Somebody better hear me in the Holy Ghost. Guinness is going to be blessed. And there's probably some I haven't even mentioned. But here it is. The thing is that when, when, you, when you love God and God is first, you can be seated. Y'all messing with me. I, I need to finish. I need to get a jump. Whoever is, is playing, I'm not talking about playing with your phone or anything like that, but anybody who's playing can come up here and sit. I, I need to. Listen, your Christmas present to me (laughs) is another 10 minutes. And thank you to all you that that have blessed my family and and the staff with with Christmas gifts. Thank you uh, from the bottom of our hearts. But one more present, 10 more minutes. (laughs) Watch this here. If God's so clothed the grass, which today is, in the field and tomorrow is thrown to the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O little faith? We see that grass growing, don't we, Pastor Sandoval? Didn't have to put no sod down, just threw the seeds down. Brother Moses, I hate that you're going to be leaving. But you better come back. Because I'm going to send Pharaoh after you, man, if you don't show back up. <laughs> You're going to be telling, let my people go. Say, no, you better come back here. You are part of this body. I just hate it that you have to leave. Okay, I'm finna finish. Watch this here. Oh, man. If God should clothe the grass which they feel and tomorrow's thrown to the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O little faith? And do not seek what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor have an ancient mind, a doubtful mind. You can't have a doubtful mind that, that God is going to come through. For all these things, all these things, watch this here, the nations of the world seek after. And your father, watch this here. The creator, the originator, the one by who all things exist knows that you need these things. Hey, God knows what your need is in this house. There's not one need that's represented here that God is not aware of, friend. But if you are a disciple of the Lord, then God is going to meet that need. Oh, all right. We're landing. Watch this here. Elder, go, go to Matthew 6 and, and 33. But he says, your father knows you have needed it, but seek what, the, the kingdom of God. Oh, man. And all these things shall be added to you. Wait, 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 wait. Let's go to Matthew 6, 33. Let's, if you could throw it up there real quick so he can read it and we can move on because we, we, we got to land. Watch Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek, seek what? 
First. Uh-uh. First is me what, elder? Kingdom. I don't know why you're trying to get all theological on me. First mean what, elder? No. Yes. We mean first. Yes. <laughs> Read that again. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Ah, uh, seek ye first the kingdom. So what is the kingdom? The kingdom is the sphere, the rim. It's where God's domain, it's where God's dominion is at. It's God's royalship. It's God's kingship. It's God's authority. It is where the spiritual activities of God is manifest. He says, sixty first, the kingdom, his kingship, his dominion, his royalty, his sovereignty. He says, seek the kingdom of God first. And what else, Elder? And his righteousness. And what is right in his sight. Then watch this here. And all these things. And all, how many things? All. All these things, what? Shall be added to you. So if, if, you, if you need finances, if you seek God first, and you're a disciple, it's going to be added to you. Oh, you don't believe me. If you need a roof over your head to seek God first in his righteousness, he's going to provide. If you need new transportation, you seek God first. He's not going to give you a payment. He's going to give you what you need. Do I have any believers in the house? I know you're ready to go home, but I got two more scriptures. Be seated. This is my Christmas present. Do you love your bishop? If you don't, you're not a disciple of the Lord. <laughs> Watch this here. Do not fear. Ha. Oh, man, I can't. Do not fear, little flock. Who is he talking to? He turned and talked to the disciples. He said, listen, little flock, don't you fear. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's the will of God to give you his sovereignty. That means influence, his authority, his dominion, his domain, his royalship, his kingship. It is the will of God to give you his kingdom. That's in the spiritual realm. This is the reason why God can move on the prophetess. This is the reason why God moved on your bishop and gave a word here. It's his will to give us the kingdom. Now we're finna go, getting ready to go home. Watch this here. But watch this here. He's still dealing with this. (laughs) Sell what you have, whatever you are attached to. That you love more than God. That the enemy can manipulate to pull you or entice you to walk out of the hands of God and give on, be a compassionate giver. Watch this here. Provide for yourself money bags. Wait a minute. He said give this and provide money bags. King James said bags. And when you look it up in the Greek, it's money bags. Money bag is, is, is something that you, you, you hold Money in. Something that's valuable. With finances, you have influence. But he's speaking in a spiritual sense. Watch this here. Say what you have and give 
and be a compassionate giver. Provide for yourself money back which do not grow old. In other words, it don't wear out your influence. You can't exhaust it. You can't use it all. It won't grow old. What won't grow is a treasure. It's something of value. It is something of, of wealth in the what? It's in that spiritual realm you have an influence that does not fail. This is why he was able to go and say, the Lord sent me to you and I'm going to pray for you. And this is the reason why you reminded God of the prophet praying for you. And God said, you know what? I cannot let this happen. He has influence in the heavenlies. And he has influence in the heavenlies. And so the healing did transpire. Treasures in the heaven that do not fail. When no thief approach, nor moth destroy. The enemy can't take what God gives to us. He can take what you accumulate on this earth, but he can't take the spiritual things. God is the giver of the treasures of the things in heaven. All right. Last set of scriptures. I want you to start strumming in just a second. Go, go to Ephesians chapter 6. Somewhere around here we'll start. So he said, provide for yourself. He told Joseph, provide for yourself money bags. In other words, you have to become the money bag. In this time you're going to, and we haven't talked, I don't know where you're at and stuff. In this time that you're going through, provide money bags. So God can begin to deposit some things in you that the world cannot give to you. Education, you better hear it, cannot give to you. People sitting around reading and telling, this is what you all are doing. Listen, they make you good advice. You just pray. You hear from God. You obey God. But say, God, I'm going to be a money bag because I want to have treasures in heaven. So so what are the treasures? Let's go to verse, around verse 17. Go go ahead and begin this this strum there, uh, Brother Joseph, around verse 17. Oh, let's back up. Let's go to verse. Let's go to verse ten. Watch this here. Okay. Now, God will. Pre- we got to become the money bag, and God's going to begin to deposit some stuff in us, in us, and we're going to have influence in the heavenly. I don't even have time to go to the Old Testament. That's what happened with Jacob. He wrestled with God. And he said, hey, he said, well, man, I, 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 can't, I can't let you go into the blessing. He said, what's your name? He said, my name is Jacob. He said, no longer should your name be Jacob. Your name is Israel. As a prince, the word prince means as a king, you have wrestled with God and man and have prevailed. In other words, I changed your name. I touch you and I hollow you, die. I changed the way that you walk forever. And now, since you was willing to stay there and, and submit to me and try to find out my will and ask my protection, he said, now you have influence not only with God, 
but you have influence with man. You got influence in both dimensions. So this is what God asked you. Found my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against what? Oh, man, and he's going to bring the trickery of the devil. Watch this here. For we do not, wait a minute. We don't rest against what? But against what? Against what else? Against the what? Against what else? In what places? And so if, if you're having the true battles in the heavenly places, then you got to have some treasures in the heavens. You got to have some influence where the battle is at. And God's got to add something to your money bag. And I am the money bag. And I need God to deposit some influence in me. We're closing. Watch this here. Therefore, oh, take up the whole what? That you may be able to what? And we're standing in an evil day. And having done all to stand, watch this here. Watch this here. Stand therefore. Having what? So God said, let me deposit truth. Let, let, let me put some truth around your waist. They can't move me. Max Lucado can't move me. John C. Maxwell can't move me. You better hear me in the Holy Ghost. I don't care about the name of personality, T.D. Jakes, or anybody else. They can't move me because God has to positive truth around my waist. And that's what you told him, my friend. God deposit that. So he said, and not, not only gird yourself, uh, gird your waist with truth and have him put on the bread place of righteousness. God has deposit in my money bag, which I'm the money bag, the, the, the spirit of God. I'm not perfect, but I want to do what's right in your sight. You better hear me. Not what's right in the sight of man. I don't need their accolades. I don't need to be confirmed by them. I don't need their pat on the back. I don't need the superintendent to mention my name. I just need to be right in the sight of God. I'm not saying nothing bad about the superintendent. I'm just saying, listen, friend, I'm finna get in trouble. We got people that live for God and pastor churches to impress our leaders. Friend, you don't have the bread place of righteousness. But God has deposited that. He says, while I'm driving down the road, man, I, I wanted to go the wrong way the other day so bad, but I got to do what's right. Then I get mad at everybody else going the wrong way. Watch this here. And have your feet shone with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Oh, man. God has deposited that in my money bag. That where my feet take me by the direction of the Lord, I'm able to speak peace in a bad situation. I'm able to let them know that God is able. God is going to take care of it. Everything is going to be all right. 
Somebody got to say, I got to be the money bag. Watch this here. And above all, oh man, taking a seal of faith with which you would be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. God had deposited that faith in my money bag. And I hate, he said, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. David said, I never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and it's rising and all these things shall be added unto me. You better hear me. I got faith when an enemy tell me it can't happen. I can tell him it will happen. Where is it? That's in my money bag. I'm trying to quit. This is why when Saul put all his armor on David and he was going out to battle and he wait, he go wait a minute this is too big I haven't proved this he went he said no nah, I, I can't go in this but he had a bag that he used to keep the sheep of his father and God taught him how to use the stones. Come on, somebody. He has something of value in his pouch. He said, you come to me in a sword and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord God. And what did he, he pulled something out of that pouch. When the enemy come, we got a pouch. And God said, I, I want to put some things in some of you but God has to be first let's go ahead and stand Ramiz look at me he said I'm with you but you better hear up <laughs> and the helmet of salvation oh there's only one way to be saved I'm about to get in trouble there's not going to be a one word religion you got to repent you got to be baptized in Jesus' name. You have to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I got the heaven of salvation in my pouch. And God has given, oh, He has given a sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Just like when the enemy came in the wilderness, it is written. It is written. It is written. And when you know the word, you can tell the enemy it is written and you will defeat him with the word. So I'm the money bag. You are the money bag. You are the one that God wants to store some things in. Come walk with me. Your money back. Even though you don't understand it, this experience that you're going through, there are some spiritual things you're going to get that you can't get any other way. God said, now he's, he's, he's making you a money bag, a pouch. And he's going to put something in you.
that when you're dealing with young people, not only young people, other people, because you have a ministry, you can stand flat-footed and tell that God will bring you through because you got something in your pouch. Nobody's going to get the glory for bringing you through this but God. And when God brings you through, the enemy can't take that away from you. You hang in there, friend. You're going to be all right. And there's something you're going to have stored up in heaven. I'm telling you, God is going to do it. Woo! Brother Marcus, God is going to do it. I was praying for you today, sir. Let's throw this last scripture up here. Listen, this is my Christmas present. And praying how many times? With all what? And supplication into what? Hey, friend, you got to pray sometime till the Holy Ghost takes over. The Bible said you build up your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplications for all. There are some things. He's all right. You know what he's doing? He's knocking back the enemy in prayer. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He has done nothing wrong. But God, I feel like God just told me, he didn't want you to get relaxed that this job is what's providing everything for you. And so God said, what I want to do with you, I, I can't have something else being priority in your life. So God said, let me take it away. And then you're going to look to me. And you're going to see my power and my hand move. I'm telling you. And God can't do that to everybody. But he can do it to you. Let's close our eyes. Let's lift our hands. If there's anything... If there's anything that you love more than you love God, you, you, you got to separate it tonight. You, you got to divorce yourself from it.